0: From the Cyber Hub bunker in studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. I believe I've been muted for about that, as long as the show's been started. So, good morning, security gang. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub podcast. We're live on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Rumble, and all your favorite podcast listening platforms. Thank you all for tuning in. We had some. Issues this uh, morning, getting things going, uh, 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 a, a cold morning tends to do that here in Georgia. So with that being said, we've got a packed, packed show today. We're going to get right into it here. But before we do, join me for our ceremonial coffee cup cheers, y'all. And our show this morning kicks off with a story we started with yesterday. PF Star, the largest mobile network operator in the Ukraine, was hit by a massive cyber attack yesterday as we were first reported on the show. 25 million subscribers and more than 1 million home internet customers all had a, essentially no service. Uh, Kiev Star CEO Alexander uh, Komarov claimed that the attack was a result of the war with Russia and that the company's IT infrastructure has been partially destroyed. A system used to send air raids alerts in parts of Kiev was also impacted. Kiev's parent, uh, Kiev Star's parent company, which is a Netherlands-based Vion, confirmed that gift star had been a target of a widespread attack on the morning of December 12th calling it one of the largest cyber attacks in the history of the global telecom market technical teams are working on eliminating the consequences of the attack and restoring communications as soon as possible they're working with Ukrainian law enforcement agencies to determine the circumstances and consequences of this at this time the personal data of subscribers had not been (coughs) excuse me had not been compromised to the best of their knowledge this seems to be one of those attacks that really eviscerated their it infrastructure um as they say they have been as they said that's been partially destroyed um this sort of attack shapes the battle space and creates conditions that can be exploited uh, this is a tedious uh, group who's a noted security researcher he says this won't this won't be as damaging to the military communication as via said but it is damaging to the people and again you got you got to understand in in, in the battlefield and we're going to be talking a lot about war here before we get into our patch tuesday recap right but but one of the the things you have to understand about this is their ability to attack and, and, and 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 target civilian infrastructure creates this this belief in the in the government of being able to protect them and it's part of a psychological warfare so taking down telecom which is the very thing that that a lot of us take for 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 granted right which is our ability to be able to to do what we do now right um so so with that being said what what you're seeing here is really like i said stuff translates from the cyber warfare field to actual like practitioner stuff and we're seeing it right now we're, we're it's 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 right in front of us we, we it's as clear as day It's there. The U.K. government is risking catastrophic ransomware attack. The reason I bring this story up next is because, well, we just saw what's going on in the Ukraine. So imagine what would happen in the U.K. Uh, The British government's failure to tackle ransomware. There is a high risk that the country faces a catastrophic ransomware attack at any moment. This is an unprecedentedly critical uh, parliamentary report published Tuesday by the Joint Committee on the National Security Strategy in the U.K. In particular, the report singles out former Home Secretary, Suella Braveman, who had described this show as having showing no interest in the topic, topic. Um, how many of you resonate with no interest on the topic? How many security practitioners try to talk to the business about security only to have them go, well, what are the chances? Or no one would really do it. By the way, it's that kind of thinking. It's that type of mentality that's led. To a lot of the unrest and a lot of the things we're seeing, fermenting, you know, kind of getting to the surface now. Um, they found that the Home Office's public output on cybersecurity and ransomware had been almost non-existent, and has been dwarfed by its focus on small boats and illegal immigration. According to the report, the report calls for the Home Office to be stripped of its responsibility for ransomware and instead uh, having it given to a cabinet office in partnership with the National Cybersecurity Center and the National Crime Agency to be overseen. Uh, Dame Margaret Beckett, the chair of the committee said that the UK has a dubious distinction of being one of the world's most cyber attacked nation. It's clear to the committee that the government's investment in and response are not equally world beating. So what are some of the answers here? Well, one, you need public private cooperation, the government can't do this alone. Number two, you ought to start like, really changing the way you do this. We ought to be looking at this differently, Green. Like, this has got to be different. We, We can no longer let these groups just go about and hack our organizations, hack our companies, and then three years later dismantle their infrastructure. That is not a response. In three years, they've done a lot of financial damage. And at some point, there's no more money. We're already in hyperinflation. The global economy is slowing down. You're starting to see the fractures in the economy as inflation the 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 amount of spending during 2020 to 2022 the amount of, of 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 the way the companies change the way they operate and the amount of automation all of that has impact and cyber criminals know it and they're taking advantage of it and they're capitalizing and the governments are just sitting around twirling their thumbs and this goes to this debate here with a great report by dan raywood who's one of the senior editors over a dark reading he's talking about the activity in the israel hamas war that's going on currently in israel that really started nearly uh, just over two months ago with the uh, evil attacks by the hamas terrorist on october 7th and what we're seeing is that iran's really kind of started to play this this hacktivist game and you know a lot of these activists that come through we know the russians play off the sudanese uh, uh name right anonymous sudan and. And we know all these different groups, but what we're seeing is that Iran is really the chess player here and they're moving their pieces across the board in order to not only attack Israel, but the US and the West specifically. And the West is just sitting there just just randomly. Don't tell me politics are complicated. I don't buy that excuse. It's just weak leadership, weak leadership. And what we're seeing now is these attacks on critical infrastructure that are so forth coming from hacktivist groups they're not hacktivist groups they're trained they're operated we know how this is this is an Iranian Islamic revolutionary guard unit that's that's out there trying to sow chaos they're out there trying to sow discourse they're out there trying to do what they do and we're not doing anything about it we're not responding we're not sanctioning the living hell out of iran we're not sanctioning the people that we know stand behind it because what do we need? This isn't the court of law. Iran is not a nation that's standing in front of a jury of its peers. Iran is a rogue terror state nation. China is a rogue dictatorial nation with global aspirations that has that's actually violating human rights and slavery laws in its own country that goes against every moral fabric of any country that claims to be democratic. And yet no one does a thing about it. There comes a point where you have to say enough is enough. And are we there? What is it going to take? How many? What's it going to take? Is it going to take New York City not being able to function for three days for something like this to happen? Is it going to take the entire West Coast going dark? What's it going to take for our government to get off their tails and start to really do what they're supposed to do, which is defend the homeland, defend their country? Every government that's sworn in, it's sworn in to defend the nation and the people it elected not these foreign small countries that are now just poking at you but eventually will shoot you and eventually you'll be weak enough to not being able to respond the time to act is now and we continually avoid it we continually avoid it which leads to our patch Tuesday recap our patch Tuesday recap starts with Microsoft's 2023 patch Tuesday the last one of the year that only fixes 34 flaws and one zero day. This is, I believe the lowest patch Tuesday of the year, uh, 34, so to end the year, they're giving everyone a little break. 10 elevation of privilege vulnerabilities, eight remote code execution vulnerabilities, six information disclosure vulnerabilities, five denial of service, and five spoofing vulnerabilities. Of the total of 34 um, flaws, uh, eight fixes uh, belonged, uh, does not include the eight Microsoft Edge flaws that were fixed uh, last week. The zero-day CVE-202320588 is the AMD speculative leak vulnerability, and that's a zero-day bug that's been patched as part of this as well. Altesian released their uh, security update for four critical remote execution flaws in Confluence, Jira and Bitbucket. Apple's got a new update out. SAP has released its 2023 patch day. Sierra Wireless has released their security advisory for the 21 flaws impacting their OT and IoT routers. Um, so there's that and VMware fixed a critical authentication bypass in the cloud director as well. And you can see all of this in the show notes. So go check those out after the fact Chrome 120 security update addresses nine different vulnerabilities, six reported by external researchers. They paid $50,000 to fix these vulner the six vulnerabilities reported by external researchers. So make sure you get your Chrome updated. There's over 1,450 PFSense cloud servers that are exposed to RCE uh, attacks via a bug chain. These roughly 1,450 PFSense instances exposed online are vulnerable to command injection and cross-site scripting flaws that if chained could enable attackers to perform remote code execution on the appliance. The o- popular open-source firewall and router software allows extensive customization and deployment flexibility. In mid-November, Sonar Source researchers, with the aid of their Sonar cloud solution, discovered three flaws impacting PFSense, CVEs 2023, 42325, 42327, and 42326. Those now Netge- the, uh, NetGate, sorry, the vendor behind PFSense received reports of the three flaws on July 3rd, released the security updates on November 6th. Now it's out in the public, but Shodan is reporting that they're still seed a bunch of these online with a good portion of them being in Brazil, the US, Russia, France, Malaysia, Italy, and so forth. So if you are using one of these, you want to make sure to get it done. The AllVax cybercrime market is gaining popularity among attackers, and that's hard to do, by the way, because attackers don't just trust anything that pops up. A lot of times, they think it's law enforcement trying to entrap them, or some sort of threat intel company setting up a market in order to gain intelligence over what data is out there. So, when you see something like this actually get uh, substantial activity, understand um, is 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 it's, it's it's important because their popularity here seems to be attributed to the SEO efforts from the market's admins advertising advertising on forums and promotions through the platform's dedicated telegram channel and the community's word to mouth allvox does not use escrow service like most markets but instead offers deposit to direct payment system supporting bitcoin monero ethereum litecoin teron bitcoin cash binance coin and perfect money this encourages additional spending for the users as funds are constantly available so browsing leads um to more frequent purchases on this one. So they've actually changed their business model uh, out there. Uh, Access to compromised legitimate websites worldwide prices as low as $5. Active cPanel access with over 6,000 of those available, generally under $10. RDP and SSH protocols are priced under $10. Compromised SMTP accounts are running for just under $10. Webmail credentials over 8,000 of those, uh, just a few bucks a piece. Email addresses compromised credentials, one to two hundred dollars depending on the database size, target, and country. And credentials from specific domains and services are there as well. And as well as pre-developed phishing kits with two-factor bypass, between one hundred and fifty dollars for the feature-rich kits, or just twenty dollars for your most generic page. Keep your team on this marketplace. The earlier this week, earlier last week, we reported on the credit union uh being un- down because of an attack on one of their tech providers it's now being reported that those uh attacks have been taken care of and that all of these credit unions are up and running again so just kind of a final to the story it took him about two about 10 days uh, to get back up and running after the cyber attack um and finally harry cocker has now been confirmed as the national cyber director serving at the white house's office of national cyber director oncd he was confirmed in a 59 40 vote it's he's the second to take the role after chris Ingalls stepped down in february right before we published a national cybersecurity strategy cocker was the executive director of the nsa he's held various various leadership positions in the cia um upon his conversation he plans to continue the good work that the oncd has done with its partners um So we'll see now that there's a leader in that position, we'll probably see a whole lot more coming from the office in the coming year. That's it for our show this morning. We'll be back tomorrow to wrap up this week. Uh, And and that's it. Thank you all for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day. And most importantly, stay cyber safe. We love feedback. So make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.